What's up, what's up, We Sound Crazy podcast listeners, and as promised, we're back with part two of our conversation with the Matthew Knowles. Are y'all ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go. ask you about the music that you're attached to in business obviously Beyonce Destiny's Child music world but I would love to know outside of the business side who are some of your favorite artists who do you listen to so another good question so I just my wife and I did we just drove to our second home in San Diego uh, and we drove from Houston because I uh, have a pre-existing condition and I can't get on an airplane where people will take their mask off. Mm -hmm. So we drove, which is an 18-hour drive. We stopped halfway in El Paso. And somebody asked me this in the interview because I spent a lot of time doing it. Uh, they said, well, what did you listen to? I said, you know, after about five hours, you start getting a little grouchy and, you know, grouchy, you know and sleepy a little bit. And I said, to my, I said, Gina, I need some energy. Tell me some, give me some energy music. She said, what do you want to hear? I said, everything hit, hit songs by Biggie Small. Mm. <laughs> then, then after that, I said, put on some, some Snoop. Start with Gin and Juice. What? I love oh, this. Shoot. I feel you though. I feel you. <laughs> With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being a Snoop Dogg double G. But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. I, I, I like stuff also, you know, back in the 70s, obviously Marvin Gaye. I mean, you, you know, you stranded on an island. Give me some Marvin Gaye, please. Right. Uh, but I like, I like, you know, I like, you know, some, some blackbirds. I mean, Stuff that people don't know, you know, Roy Ayers, my life, my life, my yeah. life in the sunshine. My life, my life, my life, my life in the sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Sunshine. Crazy. Take me back to 
Destiny's Child, how did they end up at Columbia? Because is is I've always heard they were signed to was it Electra beforehand through Daryl Simmons imprint. I mean, take me back. Yeah. So I mean, the journey from Girls Time, Destiny's Child, like that first record deal to Columbia. How did that all shape up? Well, that's a great example of failure. Failure is the opportunity to grow, not a reason to quit. Because they certainly failed from Star Search. Then they got signed to Daryl Simmons, who's those of you don't know, still today is Babyface and L.A. Reid uh, partner. And the name is Production Company, Salah, uh, partner, Production. And his mantra is quietly making noise, which I thought was so cool. Quietly making noise. He's Babyface and L.A. Reid's partner. Uh, so imagine, uh, the girls went to Atlanta, uh, running around. They are like 13, 14 years old as Usher. Uh, TLC. Let me tell you what most people don't know. And 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 comedy, I bet you not didn't even know. There mm. was a girl group that L.A. Reid had called Harmony in the room. Who could tell me who was L.A. Reid's lead singer for his girl group Harmony, which were like the same age, 13, 14 years old. Mm, I never heard of them. Me neither. Pink. Oh! Pink. Wow. All these kids running around in the studio and stuff. Uh, you know, they were all, you know, same age, around the same age group. But that didn't work, you know. And I understand it. I, I was I, I was so young in my career and, and I, I love me Daryl uh, Simmons. He's a really good guy. Uh, and Daryl tolerated me learning and, and not really knowing the industry. And I would buzz the hell out of him like, hey, man, like when we going to have a record? Like when we going to have some records? And he had a production deal and he had three artists, a rap group out of Alabama, a young lady there in Atlanta. And then he had the Dolls, which I hated the name, by the way. His former wife named them the Dolls. Um, and he had to showcase and the whole industry came uh, and his, his former wife did the imaging and, and they were just inappropriately, the girls were inappropriately dressed. And it was one of those situations where you couldn't get past what they had on mm -hmm. to really hear them because it was just too inappropriate. Uh, so Daryl had a, a, a production deal with Electra Records. Sylvia was the president then. And then, uh, obviously, he was so busy with Babyface in L.A. They were writing all those hits, man, for Boys to Men and Tony and TLC and everybody else in the industry. I now, as I got older in the industry, understood that he was just busy, man. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get, get so busy, you have to set aside uh, a developing artists. And, and I got impatient. And and Sylvia got impatient with Daryl and, and actually... Uh, you know, ended the production deal, had the right to keep the girls on the label, and she decided uh, not to pick up that option. Uh, so that ended. They came back to Houston. We continued to artist development. I changed the name to Cliche, uh, did another photo shoot, sent out uh, songs. That didn't work. Then we changed the name again. And I got a producer to do a, a remake of uh, where want to be where you are, uh, and and Beyonce killed it, mm. killed it, and so uh, Teresa La Barbera White, uh -huh. uh, who uh, just recently, just recently left Beyonce as our A and R, 
uh, after she left Columbia for years. Uh, Teresa was a, a talent scout then. She went quite A&R, and she came to Houston. The girls were opening for SWB, and uh, she saw them, fell in love with them. Well, at first, she saw them before Daryl, and then I said, this was classic. I said, she said, send me a videotape of the girls' performance. Send it to Columbia. I didn't hear from them. She said, they lost the tape. Send another one. Sent another one. She said, I'm so sorry, Matthew. They lost the tape again. Sent the third one. I was, she said, I said, Teresa, come on. I, I, I got this offer. I'm taking it. And then once they got dropped by Daryl, that was the first call I made was Teresa. Mm. Columbia came down and Donnie Einer and a whole crew. And in the middle of the rehearsal, I said, look, the girls aren't ready. They're, they're too young. They went swimming last night. I told them they're going to have to be accountable for what happened for going swimming. I don't babysit. Uh, they got to learn the hard way. And I said, they're not ready yet. And, and Donnie Einer, if you don't know Donnie Einer at Columbia, he loved that. He said, I love that shit. I love that, man. <laughs> uh, he passed on a record deal. Uh, and then, you know, after that, the girls kept getting better and better and better and better. And I kept learning more and more and more about the industry. And then Dwayne Wiggins came along. Dwayne Wiggins of Tony, Tony, Tony. All the fellas, Tim, Raphael, Pumi, I'm Dwayne. And I'm an Aquarius. You see, the first album is says Grassroots Entertainment. Yes. Read the liner notes, my friend. Dwayne did the first album. Uh, he got had that whole live thing going. Crazy. I got so many stories, man. People <laughs> don't realize that Rob Fasari, uh, what's my boy's name was married to the Braxton? Uh, uh, Vincent. Vincent Herbert. Vincent Herbert. Vincent Herbert. So Vincent Herbert, they, they did No, 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 The Ballad, uh, which, mm-hmm. by the way, so let me tell the story. So they did No, 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 The Ballad. We hadn't put the album on yet. We, we were about to go on through that process. Wyclef came down. He was on the label. And I went, me and the girls, to his album release. He was doing his own album uh, there. He had left. The Fuji's had broke, broken up. And I, I said, Wyclef, right, would you please, man, do the remix for this song? And I played, came to the car. We, we, we listened to it. And he said, okay, yeah. I said, well, can you, when can you do it? So I'm leaving tomorrow at 3 o'clock, man. So, you know, I, I, got, I said, no, no, no. I want you to do it right now while you're here. Can you do it in the morning? He said, yeah, man, I can do it in the morning. But I leave at 3 o'clock. So what time do you want me there, man? I say, well, can you be there at 11? And I, we did all of that. So we get there at 11, no white class. 11.30, no white class. 12 o'clock, and they had Jerry Wonder with him. No, no white class and Jerry Wonder. He gets there about 1 o'clock. Now, they got a 3 o'clock flight. So he only has about literally 45 minutes. Because then Beyonce is mad because when you say 11, you were there at 10.30. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> mad. 
he he comes in and apologizes because he's been up all night. We understand it. And he says, well, Beyonce, send me some of that song. No, no, no. And she's mad, right? So she goes, but I want to love you. Because she was doing it because she was mad at him, right? So she was just being, you know, the teenager that said, oh, yeah, I show you. And she was being sarcastic, really. And he was like, I like that shit. I love that shit. Do that again. That's how the fast singing got created. No, I know you want me. I can see it in your eyes. But you keep on fighting what you feel on your mind. Because each every time you meet me, you give me signs. But when I ask you what's the deal, you hold all inside. If you want to be with me, you got to keep it real. Tell me what's going on. Tell me how you feel. Boy, I know you want me just as much as I want you. To come get my love. All here for you. That is insane. Wow. I'm actually more hung up on the fact that you were responsible for getting Wyclef to do that remix because I don't think I ever knew that. I mean, you basically made it happen. Well, look, let me share with you. Let me tell you why I have to go back to I can't let it be his story. I got to tell my story. Right. Because people, everybody want to take credit. Let me be clear to the audience. There was a team. We put together an amazing team. But it started first with the artists and always do. Extremely passionate and talented. But when it comes to who was the architect of Destiny's Child and Beyonce's career, be clear it's me. Mm. Loud and clear. Be clear. Because mm. if I don't make that real clear today, then the history will have all kind of craziness of who did it. Yeah. It'll be the choreographer did it. <laughs> you know. That's true. It's true. The chef. You know. You know when it's something uh, when an artist is successful, everybody's like taking their bow. You know, it's like absolutely. they forget about those architects that are from the involved beginning, yeah, the absolutely. very beginning. And it takes a lot of hard work and masterminding, literal masterminding, which is what we're talking about right now. Crazy. You know, there's, there's a, a curse that, that comes with with being a, a artist on music. Well, uh, we were able to build. Number two gospel label, uh, second to RCA back around uh, 2014, 15. We beat out Provident, which was part of Universal. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. A little small, little black-owned gospel record label does that. Uh, we, I got uh, a toast once. The president of Columbia called me upstairs and all of the managing directors around the world, which, by the way, I used to go around the world all the time with managing directors from Europe, from Japan to Australia. See, people don't know this and how we built the relationship, how we built the B plan I orchestrated to convince for the first time that you played two singles at the same time when you launched an artist. Mm. Nobody had ever done that. Nobody had ever put a remix on the album. Danny Iyer at Columbia, he called his senior management when I had the idea to put no, no, no remix on the album. At first, they actually laughed at me. But what they did know, I had called BDS. And, and, and I talked to the president. I said, I have this idea. I want to have the same lyrics the same song 
I just want to change the tempo and put a rapper on it. I like to name it part one and part two. I like for it to be credited for the same airplay. Most people don't know how Destiny Child came from zero to 100. It was that idea that made that album number one because that single was number one because pop America, urban America, all was playing the record. Mm. Never had that ever happened before. Strategy. Strategy. Crazy. Hey, Matthew, I got to ask you, you've done a lot in your career, which we've touched on in this episode, but I got to ask you a two-part question. One, your proudest moment in your career, and then I would say your biggest regret in your career so mm. far. So proudest moment and biggest regret. My proudest moment is just a general proud moment as, as a father that not my Beyonce and Solange uh, music success, which has been amazing, but my proudest moments has been them as people, how they are loving mothers, how they are loving to the community and give back to the black community and, and all communities, mm. how they stand up for social uh, courage and social justice. Those are my overall proudest moments mm. of, of my kids. Uh, but when we go to what are some of the proudest moments, it's always that first time, uh, the first time you win Grammy. So it's a, a general, it's just the first time they they won a BET award, the first time that they won a American Music Award. Those are the proudest moments. Mm -hmm. And then I remember it was just um, um, Beyonce's last tour and I, I was in Houston and to sit there and see uh, two shows sold out 89,000 people every night Wow! because I went to both shows uh, just that feeling of we did it mm. we did it man y'all did it you sure did it and, did I watched, it. and I watched my daughter's dream truly come true. Man. And I'll, I, I hope I, 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 I'm allowed to see her. She only needs to win, uh, I think it's three or four more Grammys to be the number one female in the history of music. That's what we've always done. Historical stuff. Right. Number one female girl group in the history of music. Wow. Beyonce and Solange are the only female siblings to have number one albums in the same year in the history of music. Wow. You know, we took House of Darion clothing line from zero to a hundred and sold it for $75 million and used that as a part of the strategy to brand. You know, we I've been able to be a part of some incredible things that haven't been done. But yet, you know, the music industry don't even look at me. You know, they turn their head on me. Uh, they don't even acknowledge all these things that I've done. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm black. Maybe that's it. But yeah. I can assure you if I was a white man, people would know. And so I hope you white people hear this. The <laughs> racism that exists in the music industry. Mm. We sound crazy. Also, I, I want to thank you guys because, you know, you're the first person to give an in-depth interview like this that wasn't just about Beyonce or just about Destiny Shaw or 
a little bit about salons, uh, to really understand the impact that I've made on the music industry, to understand that I was on the national board of Grammys, not the Texas board, which I was on, but the national board, mm -hmm. to know that for 17 years, I was in those rooms ensuring that my artists got heard in those rooms of the nominating committee. Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle, they don't have a clue of the things that I did for their careers. They don't have a clue because most artists don't. We sound crazy. But Matthew, so tell me this. You, you gave us a lot of highlights. Biggest regret in your career. What would you say is the biggest regret? Something if you had to do it over. You don't, you're not the do it over kind of guy, but if you had to say something, man, I maybe would have did this a little differently professionally. What would you say? You know, again, you might don't know. Uh, I I always used to think Jimmy Iovine was one of the smartest, and still do, be clear, one of the smartest. And after you see his documentary, I think we all agree, one of the smartest uh, managers, executives uh, in the music industry. Mm. Uh, and he felt the same way about me. So uh, he did a joint venture uh, with Music World, which I had also had a joint venture at Columbia Records. Um, and 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 Solange uh, was the artist on the joint venture. I'm proud to say, by the way, uh, when we were doing the 360 deals, I was the first and only manager in the history of Universal to come to a label lunch with a $20,000, I blew it up, check, because Solange had done a L'Oreal deal and I actually gave them their 50% of it. Uh, no one had ever done that before. But, but you know, Jimmy really, really admired me, and I mutually admired him. Uh, most people don't know. At Walmart, I had Baby Jam's toys. I had the Samsung B-phone, uh, the uh, TV, uh, what's busy old TV. Uh, Beyonce was uh, endorsed. Of course, we had DVDs, and, 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 and so Jimmy knew that I knew the president of Walmart, and this is back when Walmart was king for music. Mm -hmm. and, and so Jimmy said, hey, you know, we got this new product, and uh, I need your help to, to get us in the Walmart. I said, Jimmy, man, I'm at a part of my age, man. I don't want a salary. I, I want ownership. He says, well, what, 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 what do you want, Matthew? I said, you know Jimmy. I said, huh, huh, what, what do you know? I said, Jimmy, I, I, I said, Jimmy, uh, uh, you know, I want 5%. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll talk to my attorney. we let you know. Next day, sure enough, they called me. The attorney said, I got good news. I got bad news. I said, well, always give me the bad first. He said, the bad news is we can't do 5%. The good news is we can do 1%, Matthew. We can do 1%. I'm like, hell no, man. 1%, hell no. That was the beat. Oh, shit. I would have gotten $30 million when they sold for $3 billion. Oh, wow. Ouch. Beats. Yeah, that's. I can yeah. see why that would be a big regret. Man, that, yes, that, that's a hurt. That is a hurt. <laughs> yes. I'm hurting now for I'm you. I'm hurting for you right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts me to tell you. Crazy. Crazy.
Have you seen any of the former Destiny Child members since their departure? I have. Uh, you know, I, I saw Latoya uh, years ago. Uh, it was a joyous moment. You know, she was so happy to see me hug me tight. Uh, uh, and it was a positive moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, uh, another young lady that was in girls' time, Ashley Davis, Tamar Davis, that went on to be a protege for Prince, uh, went on to be runner-up on The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw her uh, years ago, and it was the same thing. She just hugged me tight. Yeah. Uh, I have yet to ever see Latavia. I've yet to ever see Farrah. Uh, haven't seen them. Did Farrah ever get her bags? <laughs> Phil. Ever get her what? <laughs> Did Farrah, Matthew, you, you never seen the clip online where Farrah was like trying to get her bags shipped home? I got to send it to you. It is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know anything. <laughs> 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 I don't know. She, she was, I'll send you the clip, but the, the paraphrasing, the, the group was in the studio recording and, and Beyonce was basically encouraging her, hey, go home. You know, we could, you know, she was like, but I don't have my bags. And Beyonce was like, we could ship your bags. And she was like, no, but I need my bags. And that was the last time. And that was the last <laughs> <laughs> And that was the last time. Then, then it cuts to, then there were three. <laughs> That's the last fight out of here? Yes, sir. You might have to go straight to the airport. Okay, I don't have no luggage. I'm, I'm rolling. But it's better for you to go home than not have luggage. No, it's not. It's not? Because where y'all coming out there? Well, somebody can send your luggage. Then I don't have to wait for four days before I get all my stuff? Well, it's either that or you're going to probably miss your flight. We have nothing against her, but we just felt like we can continue on as a trio, and that's what we're doing. I said this to Matthew tonight. Oh, this is so good. Crazy. Matthew, this has been an honor and a pleasure. Thank honor, you so man. much, man. Such Th- an honor. Thank you for sharing your, your story because, again, that's what We Sound Crazy podcast is about, us telling our stories real time. Have the individuals come on and talk about your journey, your story, without any type of you know middle person. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a healthy conversation. So yes. It's an honor to speak to you. And I, got, I, I personally learned a lot of gems just I've hearing a lot too. everything you said that I'm taking to heart as a creative and as a business person. Well, thank you. So, 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 Phil, Phil, I, I, I gotta, I gotta still talk about one quick thing. Can I? Okay, yeah, yeah, of course, sure, of course. Sure. Do we need to tee so, it up for you, or are you gonna just toss to it? No, it can stay on the air. I don't care. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I prefer it's on the air. Just before I interview, uh, I got a Google alert uh, that a former gospel artist uh, who still signs to Music World Gospel, Amber Bullock. Uh, there was a press, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a press release or a story that talks about she's now uh, is an R&B artist and she's put out a single and she's recorded all of these songs and, and uh, she realized that she's still signed to music world gospel and one of the ways she's going to get past that is put out this song and put it up for free. Let me tell you Amber Bullock, and let me tell you Amber Bullock manager, whoever you are, you are a fool to put that out. 
They gave me every ammunition that I ever needed. And I caution you, in the history of music, one thing we don't tolerate is artists breaking their contract and then going out and bragging about it. You won't hear the end of this. Trust me on that. You won't hear the end of this. You made a crucial mistake by making that public. Uh, and we, I talked to your manager. Uh, every artist on Music World that left, left the right way. Every last one of them. So, so I want to make sure, Phil, that we just can't allow that kind of behavior. No, I just, and I want to just fill in our listeners. Amber Bullock was a Sunday Best winner. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forget which season, but she was the winner of that show. And at the time, Music World was the label partner with BET for that series. And so I just want to make sure I'm representing all the facts, Matthew, that so as a part of that deal and that arrangement, Amber was signed to you for X number of albums and that deal is still current. So basically it's a violation of that deal to go record outside of that without the necessary uh, approvals. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Not cool. Have you, and so have you spoken to her? I know you said you mentioned you spoke to the manager, but have you spoken with Amber about this prior to this new music coming out? No, I, I have not spoken to Amber. I, we did uh, communicate with her manager. We, uh, grossly reduced what we, we normally would do to assign her contract. And that's a standard thing in the industry. It has an assignment clause. Uh, there's nothing special about that. But you, you do those things the right way. You certainly don't go out and impress and brag about, hey, this is how I'm bypassing a contract. I'm going to just give it to you for free. Uh, that's the last thing you should do. And I have, I have a fiduciary duty to the industry. Mm to the industry now that she's made that comment to make an example. He said what he said. He said what he said. Man. Well, Amber, I hope it all works out for you. <laughs> my, my girlfriend Matthew. That don't sound too promising. Yeah, this, this don't sound good. This, <laughs> this don't sound, sound good at all. No, no, the no. earth just shook a little bit. Yeah, wow. So, man, I've enjoyed this, this opportunity you've given me um, I want to end this on a, a positive note. I always share this message. Uh, I was I travel a lot, and uh, years ago I was going down the escalator in LAX in Los Angeles, and uh, a nun from Mexico, uh, a missionary, and she had a jar that says, "Please give to the missionary." And I gave, and it's important that we give uh, when people are in need. And she gave me a business card, and that's what Bill and, and then the gang. Uh, I want to leave you guys with. It said, pray not for a life free from trouble. Pray for triumph over trouble. For what you and I call adversity, God, the universe, calls opportunity. Bad things are going to happen in our lives. Adversity will happen in our lives. It's happening now. Use that as an opportunity not to be a victim. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for giving wow. me this opportunity. No, yeah, thank man, you, Matthew. Thank you. Thank, you. Awesome. thank you, Matthew. Amazing. And Matthew, we've got some good things I know we're working on together that we'll definitely share when it's all signed, sealed, delivered. Because I'm not jumping out in front of the contractual commitment. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be Amber on this show. <laughs> you don't want that fire. You don't want that heat. With no smoke over no, here. No smoke. Oh, my God. Matthew knows. Thank you, brother. Love, man. It, man. love you, man. Thank all you so right. much. All right, love buddy. you, too. Thank you. Peace. All right, guys. Bye.
We sound crazy. So Mary. <laughs> oh god. Yo. We rewatched the Burger King commercial. That shit is so bad. It's awful. But then the the spoof video with the, with the three spoofs of that shit will have you on the fucking floor. Why do they do that, Lord? Why I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like who in Mary Camp was like, nigga, we about to get this check. Exciting things are happening at Burger King. Welcome to Burger King. Oh, uh, what's in those new chicken snack wraps? What's in the new what's chicken What's in the snack? new chicken wraps? Mary? Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce, three cheeses, fresh dressing, wrapped up in a tasty flavor tortilla. Crispy chicken, wrapped up in a The new chicken snack wraps. Come and get it at Burger King. We're going to charge that to Kendu Isaacs. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's awful. And I, just, I really hate that. That commercial overshadowed the greatness of Don't Mind because Don't Mind is a is a record. Yeah, because every time I hear that song, I thought yeah. of it. So every time you hear the song, you think of crispy chicken. Absolutely. What's the new chicken wrap? <laughs> Mary. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all of the people on set, the av- the actual advertising agency, the executives of management. Burger King, yeah. management. No one thought this was a bad idea. The engineer at the studio. The engineer at the studio. Because she had to re-record. She had to really go oh, in there and sing crispy geez. chicken. Crispy chicken. Like, you know what's great? Let's get a black woman to stand up on a table <laughs> in a burger joint and sing about crispy chicken. What's it? A new chicken wrap. Wow. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. The, the parody is better. Have you seen the parodies? Uh-uh. Timon, you haven't seen the parodies? No. Phil. Is it like a Saturday Night Live moment or something? Like, it's, no. it's, it's, it's funnier than the original. Exciting things are happening at Burger King. All right, uh, great meeting, guys. Yeah, hey, let's go to Burger King and get one of those new crispy chicken wraps. What's in the new crispy chicken wrap? What's in the new crispy... What's in the new crispy chicken wrap? <laughs> Mary? Crispy chicken, fresh lettuce with some chitlins and grits wrapped up in a tasty... Cornbread, tortilla, drenched in hot sauce. Fried in fast bags. <laughs> Burger King. The new chicken snack wraps. Bring your homie. They're off the hook. Crazy. Well, I was, um, I saw when I came into the studio earlier, you were in the main control room listening to some music. Why, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard this playing. <laughs> I don't want nobody. Fucking <laughs> with me in these streets. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Oh. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Oh. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. 
listen. Jennifer Lewis is the absolute best. Listen she is the best. That is a modern Negro spiritual. That's, yeah. That's spiritual, you know what I'm saying Lord. To you? Ain't nobody got time Ain't for that. Ain't nobody got time. Listen, black women are tired. They tired, bud. They tired, man. Shout out to our faithful listener, is it Marita Simmons? Yeah. Exactly. She, she's the one who tagged us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I saw. She posted yeah, on nah, Twitter. Nah, Marita well. tagged us like, she actually wanted us to, to cover it, but I was so busy laughing at it <laughs> and being inspired by what the up, soul. What up, Marita? By the soul. Marita. Of, the soul. The, yeah, the essence, the core. The, the, of the, Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I love Jennifer Lewis. Yeah. I love Jennifer yeah, She's so raw and real. Yeah. Something about her and Loretta Devine. I just want to have a yeah. dinner with both of them at the same time. Yo, they're, yeah. they're trying online, they're trying to pitch a new Golden Girls with her, Loretta Devine. I'm tuned. It's Already. her, Loretta Devine, and somebody else is good like that. Oh, I, I, th- I think it might be Lynn Whitfield. Oh, Lynn, aka Lady May from Greenleaf. Lady May. Are y'all caught up on Greenleaf? No. I am. I love that show. I, I love Greenleaf. I love Leaf. Greenleaf. Just the opening credits just get me going. You feel like you about to get into some church mess. <laughs> <laughs> I want an NAACP Image Award for that my, my contribution to season two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you know a, what I'm saying? Drop that receipt. Yeah, ain't that a receipt? That's a receipt, but <laughs> crazy. You know what I think? <laughs> I think Lynn Whitfield's <laughs> she her breasts were the first set of breasts I saw on TV. <laughs> <laughs> The Josephine Baker story from back in the day. Wait a minute. That was not ever what I thought (laughs) Simone was going to say right there. Simone. Because you know Josephine Baker used to do like the little banana, the banana dance or whatever for the troops and stuff. So you've been lusting after Lynn all this time? You know. Hashtag lusting after Lynn. Since about 90, 90, 91, you know. Yeah. And she still looked good, you know. Wow. Was was th- uh, was was a thin line between love and hate? Was that her, her most iconic role? Or I think so. Yeah, for me, I love I love that movie. Even as Lady May, I'm like the lady from Thin Line Between Love and Hate. <laughs> yeah, you got a little older and started a church. Yeah, I think I think it would be Thin Line. I love that. It's a thin line. <laughs> and what was the Tyler Perry movie she was in? Um, Family Reunion or something like that. Now I also remember from Eve's Bayou. Yeah, Eve's oh, Bayou. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. What was that other actress from Eve's Bayou? Making good. No, just uh, Journey Smollett. No, she was the she was the the sister. The, no, she was the the mistress of the father. Yeah, I'm looking at this. Oh, that was the Mama on Cosby Show. Ethel Ayler, yeah. That's, it's Ethel? It was, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm on IMDb looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in love with Ethel, Lord. <laughs> Ethel, that's a, Chuck is in love with a lady named Ethel. <laughs> that's a good... Chuck and Ethel. Chuck and Ethel. That's a good old name. <laughs> she was born in 1930. <laughs> right. No, she really was. Don't y'all don't, name y'all children Ethel. Don't, don't name your children Ethel in these days. They got to bring them, them old names back. She's from Alabama. Ethel Ayla was born. No, the, I, actually, I agree. I, them old names got a thing. Like, what, bring back an Ethel. Bring back an Agnes. Bring back a... <laughs> a girl named Agnes. <laughs> yeah, you want an Agnes in 2020? A, a Gladys. You want a, a Corona baby to be named Agnes or Agnes, a Gladys? A Gladys. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, everything else a does Gertrude. Come. A Gertrude. <laughs> a Gertrude. <laughs> you know, those kind of like, they have earthiness and they have weight to them. Right. Experience. <laughs> you, you're giving your child experience. Yeah. It's like if you name your son John. Like, <laughs> it's like a little wisdom. It's a, he's gonna have a ball spot. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! <laughs> so you know he's gonna be wise and then <laughs> have a four hundred one k plan. Yeah, four hundred one k. Cecil. Cecil. <laughs> Cecil. <laughs> 
not Cecil. Jeez. I used to have a landlord named Cecil. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, he was on drugs. The, the, the utilities would always be off, man. When I come from school, be all kind of shit off. <laughs> that damn Cecil. That damn it, Cecil. It's a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line between love and hate. That's that's like Matthew Knows vibes right there. You the, what I'm the, the, the persuaders. Yeah. Thin line between love and hate. I love I thought that you were gonna play the H Town version. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, you could have played the H Town version. H Town to Shirley Murdoch. Shirley Murdoch was on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that. Roger Troutman. Really? Rest yeah. in peace. I learned something new. Wow, I didn't realize that. It's five o'clock in the morning. Yes, sir. And I'm just getting in. I'm not gonna do down the bush. Sweet low shades. They're singing though. Yeah, man. She opened up the door and let me in. Never do she want to say so. Where have you been now? She said, Are you hungry, honey? Did you eat yet? <laughs> let me hang up your coat, your coat, your coat. And the woman tells me. Has me you had to all the time she smiling never raises her funds it's five o'clock in the morning H-Town man he could sing yeah he could yeah. sing dude God. Dino R.I.P. Dino R.I.P. Dino that's a voice we sound crazy Looking at my rollie, it's about that time. The Esterole. Esterole. The Herby. The Esterole. Award. That is the wonderful voice of the legendary Esther Rowe. Esther Rowe. Actress, singer. Philanthropist, educator. Yes. Just overall. Amazing. Black excellence. Yes. Yes. And so there's an award, an award named after her called the Esther Rowe Black Excellent Award. E-R-B-E for short. Irby. Irby. The Irby. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas, it's about that time. It's about that time. It's nominated who you think should be the Irby winner. Someone who's black. Someone who's excellent. Someone who's black and excellent. I got to tell you, I was so inspired by that conversation with Matthew Knowles just mm-hmm. now. Yes. I'm going to, I know we did it last week for we our did. brother Salam Remy. We did. I'm going to put a nomination on the table for Matthew Knowles. Mm. Yeah. See, it's so hard. Like, once you hear the stories of these great yeah. people that we're to having on, on these podcasts, to, to not consider them for this prestigious award because they deserve it. You they know what I'm saying? The like award. this Matthew Knowles story was 
pretty inspiring. When I'm going to take the heart for a long time. Yeah, pretty inspiring. So I second that motion is what I'm trying to say, Brother Phil. We got two nominations on the floor for Matthew Knowles. I third. I fourth. Well, that was easy. <laughs> it is written. Black executives, like true black leaders true black in, in the music business, that we don't get we don't get time to give them love. Um, they don't get space, especially don't get a lot of attention. Like even even the the Black Godfather documentary, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like that was so un, so enlightening because we don't get to see that very often. Yeah. And Matthew knows is cut from that same cloth where yeah. you know, he gets shit done, but he also knows and loves music. And we gotta highlight that. Yeah. Barry Gordy is not the only black not the exec- only one. executive that did something major for our people. He's also a billionaire. There's a billionaire yeah. that's definitely in the building. There was Andre Harrell. May he rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace, Andre. And many, many, many more. There's, there's a, a Matthew John, knows. There's a there's a big John. There's many other people that like. There's a to, baby face. It's a baby face. There's some brilliant musician and business people out there that have led the way in a really, really and made a good example. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think about Michael Malden. I think about Sean Combs. Exactly. A lot of great exactly. examples. Well, congratulations, yeah. Matthew Knowles. You're this week's recipient of the Esther Roll Black Excellence Award. We should have, I wish we would have did this earlier. He could have gave an acceptance speech. I know. I know, <laughs> man. We wasn't thinking. We wasn't thinking. <laughs> we'll send him his award. We'll send him his award. The Irby. We sound crazy. So, what are we going out on, fellas? It's a, good, it's a good question. Good question. What you say, Chuck? I, I heard. Um, Bobby Brown humping around a, a couple of days ago. Oh man, man, Bobby was Bobby, Jeez. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby survived. He survived. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby. I love, I loved him. Oh, that was a jam. We got something in common, baby. I'm listening down the ride home. That shit gonna feel good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not mad at let's, going out on that. Let's do 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 that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, play that. Yeah, man. Thank you. Another week in the can. Another week Another in the great can. Week in the can. Thank you to Guru. Woo! Woo! Our producer and engineer. He holds us down. Yes. If you're not already following us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Black Planet, Pornhub, Black Planet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I, I didn't tell y'all I set up a account. Oh, no. I don't, I don't need access to that one. <laughs> I'm just playing. And, and TikTok. Uh, are we on TikTok? No, well, we could be. That'd be cool. We'll think about that. All right. TikTok. We sound crazy on TikTok. We sound crazy on TikTok. We sound crazy podcasts on all socials. Follow us. Thank you, fellas. Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Yeah.